Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of uh, Numbers, and, the, and uh, we are in chapter 15. We're going to be looking at chapter 15 today and getting a little bit into chapter 16 today. And um, in chapter 15, uh, we are going to be seeing uh, laws about sacrifices today. And uh, Israel just got defeated in battle uh, last time, and they weren't faithful. And uh, a lot of these people that... Uh, didn't want to go into the promised land because they were too scared that they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't achieve what they wanted to uh, on their own. They weren't willing to trust God for it. Now they got defeated. And a whole generation of people are going to, you know, die in the wilderness. And their children um, are going to get to see the promised land, but not them. And so now we're coming into, we're getting a little clarity about, you know, laws of sacrifices and uh, my study Bible says um, um, it's talking about uh, the sacrifice sort of resembles a meal. And uh, so we get a little bit more clarity. It's not just the offering, but, um, you know, it's to be accompanied by quantities of meal and oil and wine. It's kind of resembling a meal, kind of resembling maybe parts of the the, the meal that Jesus will you know, beef uh, giving us, he gives us the Last Supper, uh, but he also gives us himself. He gives us the bread and the wine uh, that represents his body, his blood. So he is the ultimate meal offering. He is the ultimate offering. He's the ultimate meal. And so it's the uh, imagery of a sacrifice. And again, Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. And so the worshiper uh, when he, when you're giving these sacrifices, you want to um, give a generous offering to God, not just the animal, but food, uh, meal, oil, wine. And so it's kind of like you're having a generous preparation for an honored guest. And so, um, so the entry into Canaan has just been delayed 40 years, and the attempt to enter it by, you know, human wisdom has just failed. And so, um, it's not a question of if they're going to enter it, but when they're going to enter it. So, God does show He's going to keep His promise, but He is now um, 
giving more information about how their offering needs to needs to occur and again it's it really centers on the heart of the person it's not just you know the animal itself or the food itself it's the heart of the person that is making the sacrifice so we'll we'll see you know the sacrifice of a lamb has to be given you know in with just so much um you know flour and oil and wine and a bull has different quantities of things and a dough offering uh in which are kind of insisting on the first fruits of the crop and uh, the first dough that you make is given to god also and uh, then uh, also for sin offerings even by sins of by a mistake or unpremeditated sins or sins done when the person didn't know the action was sinful. So it's it even covering all kind of sins and all kinds of offerings. And um, so it talks about that. And so, um, and then if somebody breaks the Sabbath, um, the the penalty is death. The breaking the Sabbath and completely rejecting God's uh, holy day. So um, we'll see that um, at the end of chapter 15. And then as we roll into chapter 16, Korah um, starts now trying to reject Moses on his own. So we've had Aaron and um, um, Moses' sister Miriam trying to, you know, and then the people rebelling. And now we've got uh, Korah, um, who uh, is failing, basically telling Moses he's gone too far. We can't do this. And so we'll see what happens then. So let's jump in. We're going to just hit the high points in chapter 15. So chapter 15, verse 1, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land, you are to inhabit. And it's not if, but it's when which I am giving you, in other words, he hasn't taken it off the table yet, and you offer to the Lord from the herd or from the flock a food offering or a burnt offering or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or as a freewill offering or at your appointed feasts to make a pleasing aroma to the Lord, then he who brings his offering shall offer to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an epith, a fine flour mixed with a quarter of a hint of oil, and you shall offer with the burnt offering, or for the sacrifice, a quarter of a hint, a hint of wine for the drink offering for each lamb. So it goes on to talk about a ram and a bull and different kinds of you know animals that you would be offering and what kind of food you would prepare with that. And so... He talks about that, or even some of the dough, like down in verse 21. Some of the first of your dough shall be given to the Lord as a contribution throughout your generations. And my study Bible says, even now, um, Jews today still remember this rule when they bake by throwing a small lump of dough into the fire, the dough offering. And then we come to some laws about unintentional sins. Uh, if sins are done unintentionally, without the knowledge of the congregation, all the congregation shall offer one bull from the herd for a burnt offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. 
uh, with its grain offering and its drink offering according to the rule, one male goat for a sin offering. So there's there's a lot of these rules that went about whether you if you commit a sin unintentionally. And um, then we come down to verse 32. We've got a Sabbath breaker situation. Somebody, while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they, uh, they put him in custody because it had not uh, been made clear what should be done with him. And the Lord said to Moses, The man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stunned him to death with stones as the Lord commanded Moses. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, so it really, um, in this case, uh, it is clear that the man has sin- sinned since all work on the Sabbath is prohibited. And uh, the people didn't know what the punishment needed to be. And uh, so, um, again, it underscored the importance of observing the Sabbath day. And so, this is um, something that, um, you know, God judges people truly. And, um, you know, His heart was known to God. God passed judgment, and that is... People are seeing um, the results of sin. They're seeing what you have to do to sacrifice for sin and bring sacrifices, but it's also showing the ultimate penalty for rejecting God, rejecting His Sabbath day. And um, again, it shows that we have a God who's, who takes sin seriously. And um, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the people, verse 37, tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each, at each, of each corner. And it shall be a tassel for you to look and remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them, not follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you're inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. So in other words, don't follow your own heart and your own eyes. Don't follow after your own heart and your own eyes. What a powerful piece of advice that is, huh? That's something that that's something that we um, need to hear today. Now, speaking of not of following after your own eyes and own heart, uh, here we go. Chapter 16, Korah's Rebellion. Now Korah, the son of Izar, son of Korath, the son of Levi, and Danath, and Abram, and son of Elab, and On, the son of Peleth, and the son of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with a number of people of Israel, 250 chiefs, of the congregation. This is an uprising here and chosen from the assembly, well-known men. And they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, you have gone too far. 
For all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Now, first off, these guys obviously should know by now that Moses talks to God face to face, not through prophets. And this is the guy that God has chosen. So what do you think is going on? They're following their own eyes and their own heart. Just what God told them not to do. The Lord said to them, remember back in verse 15, uh, chapter 15, right at the end, we just read it. The Lord, uh, and remember, remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them and not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes. Okay? So, remember and remember and do all my commandments and be holy. Okay? And so, these guys, these guys are not, they're following their own heart. They're following their own eyes. And they're not following God's plan. And they're not following God's chosen person here, Moses. They're claiming to be, because they're rejecting Moses' leadership, they're rejecting God. So we're going to stop here. And isn't it interesting when we choose our own eyes and our own hearts? It's the same kind of principle, isn't it? We're rejecting God's leadership. We're rejecting God's leadership and sovereignty over our own life when we trust our own heart and our own minds. And our own eyes. That's important. I hope this sinks in. It's sinking into me. It's so convicting. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn. Uh, I don't believe Matali is, is uh, recording today. So from me to all of you, as always, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And we'll see you here next time.